It's a film with three brains. 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 This is the film with three brains, and I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And I am Sean in Chicago. And I am Heather in San Francisco. Oh, you're a Heather. Oh, are you a Heather, not a Veronica? (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) No. (laughs) Either way, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) I guess, yeah, no, definitely relate more to Veronica. Yeah, you look like a Veronica. (laughs) Yeah, I get that a lot. I mean, you know how many times in my life people have come up for my autograph? I'm like, no, I'm not her. Mm -hmm. We are talking about the movie Heathers from 1988. A bit of a cult classic starring Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. A couple other people. Um, yeah, I'll give a synopsis. Why not? I mean, there might be someone out there who hasn't seen it. Uh, there is a clique at Westerberg High School, and uh, it's the popular girls are all named Heather, except for Veronica, who is Winona Ryder, but she's new to the group. So it's three Heathers and Veronica. They're mean to people. Um, and uh, Christian Slater's a new kid in class in the school, and he's sort of a rebel. His name's JD, like. Uh, James know, Dean, like James Dean. His name is what's his name? Jason Dean. Jason Dean. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, him and Winona Ryder kind of have a thing, and then they accidentally kill one of the Heather's and try to play a prank, and uh, they uh, make it look like suicide. And because she was so popular, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, suicide. Maybe that's a thing to do." And it sort of sets off a chain reaction. Uh, kind of. And then Winona Ryder, and it turns out Christian Slater intended for Heather to be killed, and so they end up killing two of the jocks. He sets Winona Ryder up to kill one of the jocks with him, or both of them, and she doesn't realize it. And who well, and that's it. And then um, they have a bit of a falling out over all the murdering. <laughs> uh, and then Christian Slater, I won't tell you the end. Anyway, um, it's satire. It's very, it's pretty good, you know. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. I realized watching it, I hadn't seen it beginning to ending many years. Yeah, me too, like 30. Me too. The only thing that was a little 
not surprising, but I didn't really remember was the ending. Couldn't remember how it ended when it was coming up. I was like, wait, who does what again? Yeah. I just remember the image of Winona Ryder being all like her hair blown out and like she being all dark and dirty and like burned. Like a bombing off in her face, you know? Yeah. I remember that imagery, but I didn't remember what caused it. Can we anyway, I, real, I realize oh, this, is, this is the second pick of mine. That's a old, like, Christian Slater, his heyday movie. After yes, Bumble that's Savannah. true. Same character. <laughs> well, so, pretty much. <laughs> no, it's not the same character. I guess I'll have to pick Cuffs next. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> cuffs are gleaming the cube. But. <laughs> can he be the same character as Mr. Robot? Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. I've seen enough of that to, to know that's... Seems accurate. Yeah. Well, just to pump up the volume, he was he was so introverted and, and yeah. So he was so, he was a nice guy doing not nice things or or something like something along those lines. Yeah. You know. And this time he's a not nice guy doing. He's not definitely nice not nice. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely not nice in this moment. Okay. Yes. But yeah, I was going to say the year is the first thing that confused me because it says eighty eight, and then it also says eighty. It was released eighty nine. Like in the film festival, I mean, I assume it, that like they just had it ready to go and they just didn't, it kind of got shelved until January or something. I don't know. But I've seen it in multiple, multiple places, both ways. You know? Yeah. Whatever. I guess it's not that. I'll get over it. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> yeah. It pretty much ruined the movie for you. It just ruined the movie. Yeah. It's a Sundance was January 21st, 89. Anyway. So, and it was a first screenplay for Daniel Waters. Yeah. Which, which blows me away. He wrote it while working at a video store. Yeah. Which is very Tarantino. Another one of those. <laughs> yeah. Tarantino and Clerky. Which yes. You, also, you picked that one too? I didn't pick Clerks. Oh. Did I? No. I didn't. Well, okay. I don't know who would have then. <laughs> it's a mystery. We'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> we'll never figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you go from Heather's to Hudson Hawk, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like that's this Michael Lehman is like, a, but he, what, I didn't know what not I, to do. I didn't know he directed Airheads, and I think Airheads is really funny. Airheads is underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've almost picked it more times than I care to admit. Like I've I've had it like the morning where it's my pick I'm like I'm picking Airheads and then something has happened <laughs> throughout the course of the day that made me think nah, maybe I'll pick something else that's happened multiple times so get ready Airheads is coming someday and I mean he doesn't have all bad movies you know we've we talked about the truth about cats and dogs that we've seen it and mm-hmm. wasn't awful yeah um, but like by the time he gets to 40, 40 days and forty nights have you seen Oof. that that's terrible. Fucking terrible. He's directed some good TV stuff. American Horror Story, True Blood, Californication, House oh, of Lies. Okay. All right. Um, Jessica Jones, which I liked. The Terror, which is excellent. Things like that, you know. Okay. The uh, Yeah, and, you know, Daniel Waters, who wrote the script, he also wrote The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, another movie I think is criminally <laughs> underrated. <laughs> and Hudson Hawk. And Hudson yeah, Hawk. And Hudson Hawk. And Batman Returns. And Demolition Man, another 80s. Well, that's 90s, but another classic, dare I say. I love that movie. It's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Anyway, Heathers, what do you guys think? What, what's going on? 
Oh, we were mm. reviewing that movie? Yeah, I guess. We came all this way. <laughs> <laughs> From the couch to the, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Damn, you want to go first? Um, <laughs> let's see. I remember it as my friends in college, like their favorite movie. And so I remember seeing bits and parts of it a lot. I saw it. I, mean, I remember seeing the whole thing, but then other seen little parts of it again. And I haven't seen it since. Um, so it's kind of amazing how much of it I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having watched um, Beetlejuice regularly since then, <laughs> I've, I've felt like, oh, Winona Ryder's not that far off from being the same character. And then, like I said, from having watched uh, Mr. Robot, Christian Slater didn't seem that far off from the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh, this they're brutal. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like, I... There's parts of it that's just it, it doesn't it makes me cringe not because it's bad just because you're just like oh <laughs> yeah and then but as far as like there's some really clever lines in it there's some mm-hmm. really like it's in some ways so wrong but so <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and then also just kind of like a little bit like what's with the pate jokes? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I don't even know where it's coming from, you yeah. know, especially yeah. cause it's like Ohio. Like, I don't think this person has ever been in the Midwest. Like yeah. nothing about <laughs> the, the way the I town know. is. It all felt anything. very Los Angeles to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to the, I was like, yeah, they go in the parking lot of the school and there's kids driving Porsches. I'm like, no. <laughs> in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so anyway, I enjoyed it. It was it was uh fun to go back and see it again, but it was also one of those things that I'm like, you know, I don't know that a lot of people nowadays would really go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like not quite politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think though I don't know. Maybe we're so used to teenagers killing each other that they wouldn't have any shock value anymore. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, half my class has been texted by their friends that they should kill themselves because they're, you know, that's what girls do to each other now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I thought a lot about that too. Like that the, the shock value of the death and the, the grief and the, you know, the social, um, what's her name? That, that, She's the, the grief counselor slash social, oh, social yeah. worker, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like they, they, they're it's, lampooning it's her or whatever. Like that. That yes. wears thin, especially now because you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, she's she's right, isn't she? I mean, isn't she saying like we we need to take time to grieve and you know it's mm-hmm. they gloss over that. I mean, they make fun of her for it, and it's and sure. I think they make fun of her more. It make it works better when you have the TV cameras because she's she because she's actively trying to like make something different out of it or she's, mm-hmm. you know, using it. She's using death and it's not, not nice, but, but these days, yeah, it's like, it, it's not as dark. It's just not as effective because, because yeah, the I world's mean, gotten darker. The world's, I guess the world's gotten darker, but it's also like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I like it more in concept than I do in reality. You know, Mm -hmm. I like, I mean, I do like the, the idea of it for sure. Um, that, 
you know, that the, the setting up the different tropes and clicks and stuff like that. But, but, you know, we've done other movies. We've done similar movies, not similar, but we've done movies that, that deal with clicks that don't go to these lengths. So there's like good and bad things about doing that. And I guess the bad thing to me is that she's supposed to be so smart yet she completely like, you know, turns her brain off when she's, when she's with him. I guess that's the point. I know she says that as well. She's like, Oh, I just, I can't trust myself when I'm with him and stuff like that. Um, but like, but why is she, you know, why is she so, Oh, actually that's not it. It's not that she's dumb. It's that her character doesn't really have a problem with, with being popular, you know? Cause I was thinking about the way it kind of went, goes down as far as her, the deaths and the first, like <laughs> when Heather number one is going to destroy her, um, you know, it's part of her motivation for going over there and, and playing a prank is because she's protecting her reputation. And then this, the second one is kind of the same way, like uh, Ram or Kurt or whoever, um, I think they, they, talk shit about her and say that something, you know, they were trying to paint, uh, paint her in an unflattering light. And it was going to, that's also going to ruin her reputation. And then they have retaliation. And I know it's, it's based on JD. It's not, it's not coming from her, but it seems like her motivations are still about popularity at that point. And I don't know exactly how she, like, I just want to know why she suddenly has this weird, um, shift you know she's later in high school and suddenly she's like oh you know i miss my old friends and i i don't like these i don't like heather number one i don't really like all that stuff but you know i think she it's the part where she kind of looks like when she's when she's talking to herself and she goes i myself am strange and unusual (laughs) (laughs) i think that's that's it right yeah yes yes all right yeah, Please so tell people that was actually from Beetlejuice. From Beetlejuice, I, I think <laughs> either they get it or they don't. But <laughs> but yeah, that's like her. There is like an underlying sort of thing going on, but we don't really we don't really get where it comes from. I guess that's where I'm. I guess that's my my current thought is that like I like what she does. I like that she, you know, fights back against JD and you know. Just kind of comes good at you know, I guess you could say. But I but I don't understand where she was so far gone. Like we just you know we just start with her in in the in the group, and really the only reason that that she's not one of them is because she has a different name. You know, like that's. I mean, I know that's that's not true, but that's what it seems like. That and like she doesn't like to do the polls and she doesn't like to pick on people. Like, she's just kind of like a, I mean, so if you compare it to, like, Mean Girls, she's the Lindsay Lohan, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And in that, simil- it's similar because Lindsay Lohan, I don't remember it that well, but I know that she's kind of playing both sides. Like, she hates being in this group, but she has to kind of go along with it. Or, you know, when we did Can't Buy Me Love, like, the girls are, they, they're, they feel like it's a, a job to be popular and they have to work at it and stuff like that. It's just that just, there's no like clear definition of why, why she diverts from this path other than JD and 
I don't think it really was about JD. Or am I, am I ruining this? <laughs> am I ruining everything? <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying because... It doesn't ruin right. anything you, for me. It's just weird. It's just like, where, where did it... I think my, my harder problem I had was that you know, they established that she's really smart, right? She's, she says it, mm-hmm. and that she's wasting... I think you know she she says something along the lines like she's wasting her time with this click, but then when things start, you know, after they get the first Heather, which you could be like, hey, somehow, you know, like why did you let her drink that? It wasn't my fault, sort of thing. After mm-hmm. that, I felt like there's no like you're supposedly intelligent, but you like you can't. She, there's nothing she no innocence she can claim after that first yeah. Heather, yeah. you know, and I felt like she was trying to, but it didn't really work for me. I think, I think you guys are missing the big picture here. The big, the bigger picture, like the bigger, the bigger issue is in the beginning, how and why is she buried up to her fucking neck when they're playing, uh, you know, the, what do you call croquet. it? Croquet. What, why? <laughs> How? <laughs> Did they just dig a hole and she stayed? Like, what is that? Why is that? Is that just dream sequence? They stuck in the beginning of the Is movie? it a dream sequence? They don't, it's, it I doesn't play so. as it's, a dream sequence. Yeah. I think it's how she feels. It's how she, it's, yeah, it's metaphorical. That's how uh, I just took it. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it shocked me when I, I forgot about that. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. It's like, what is this? What is this shit? But it's happening. Does, it does summarize <laughs> it. It's like that she's part of the group, but she's not, you know. Although she doesn't, see, I mean, she seems pretty high up in the group because she's basically best friends with Heather Number One or uh, yes, yeah. anyway, whatever her name is. And it's her, and it's her uh, house that they play croquet in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is there a hole there? <laughs> a giant hole. Where did it come she, from? She's not so, that big. <laughs> I also think uh, since you're picking on that i will say that i i feel like the, the actual dream sequence is is actually quite good but it also kind of makes me feel weird that it's a dream because like it's the apparently it was the first line he wrote was um that that knife is filthy or something you know what <laughs> um so so that scene is like you know when when okay where things are com- completely unraveling things are out of hand and he's about to kill a third He's going to kill another Heather and she can't stop him and and he's got a knife. But, you know, there's really no hint that it's a dream until she wakes up and she's like, oh, it's a dream. Mm -hmm. But I really like that. All the stuff that happens in there is is kind of interesting and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. At least he didn't do that a lot. He He basically did two of those. He did a dream sequence and he did that little thing in the beginning. And the rest feels a little dreamlike because, I mean, bombs going off and yeah. I mean, everything. Every, I really like the way it sort of the way it's it's shot and put together. Like it, it is, it's weird. Mm. You know, like it elicits elicits a very visceral, strange sort of quirkiness in in the viewer. Like that's hard to pinpoint exactly. You know, it has its own sort of style and tone that's very unique that I appreciate. 
Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, and usually, usually I find that when TVs, uh, TV shows or movies try and create like a teenage vernacular, it, it's always fucking annoying. But most of this doesn't bother me. And most of it I find pretty funny, actually. Some of their stupid little quips, like, did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? <laughs> you know, um, Shan Doherty has a good one. I forgot what it is. Something about, why are you, why are you st- pulling my dick? Yeah, why are you pulling my dick? <laughs> I don't know. Like, things like that. I thought were pretty funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I think that's, that's, that's its, uh, it's charm is, or not charm, but that's where it works the best is what is capturing the, I think somewhere it said it didn't try to capture like current vernacular. It was just sort of like a more, more timeless, but it's like a very unique sort of way that they interact with everybody. Mm-hmm. And it, and it seems true. It doesn't, you know, maybe it's not the exact words that we would have used in those days, but it doesn't seem false. And it doesn't seem false. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's why, I think that's when it really is at its best. It's, and, and the fact that like you, you're in a high school, but you barely show anything happening in classes or the teachers. It's basically, you know, it's a huge, it's a really, it's a quite an extended lunch period that they have right in the beginning. But you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, a lot can happen in a lunch, so fine. But, like, that's that's the part that I think it really works, is that kids are, at that point, especially later in high school, you you figured out classes and your stupid locker and, and stuff like that, and now you're navigating other students. You're not even worried about how to navigate your day as much. You're just, like, you get caught up in that world. And that I think that spirit is really, you know, working for it, for this movie. Yeah. For, for better and worse. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to like get caught up in in just one click. I think it's a little focused on one click, but that's fine. I mean, it's, we we mentioned the you know, there's like there's the geek click and they're like, "Oh, Heather number 1 just looked at me." You know, so we like we know there are there exist they exist. But that's not it's not really about that either. It's not about class click click on click action or any of that stuff. It's just how how nuts high school can be. Yeah, I think now that you guys say it, though, I realize that a lot of the little lines are what makes this movie so enjoyable. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Because like they're like not necessarily moving the plot forward, but just like the lines. Like, and I mean more than just like what's your damage, Heather? Like, which mm-hmm. I think other people ended up saying after this movie. Oh yeah, sure. But the, you know, you you were talking about the counselor, and she's you know, like, she says it so you know just totally deadpan. Now, whether or not to kill yourself is one of the most important decisions <laughs> a teenager can make. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and there's there's so many little little things like that throughout the whole the whole movie. Um, you know, my my teenage angst bullshit has a body count. You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> like it's just yep. it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's poking fun of itself, but in such like a a way that doesn't feel heavy handed. Because you're right. A lot of times when people try to do this, that you you can feel like, okay, this just is fake. You know, yeah. it just doesn't doesn't count. Do it. But yeah, it's still all of that still worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you? And she's just like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, also, I, like, I like that the, the good lines are spread out too. 
Yep. You know, sometimes in movies, it's like one or two characters have all the good lines. And in this, like, everybody gets a chance to say something pretty damn funny or clever at some point. And the other thing is, usually, a lot of times when they do a comedy like this, it burns out halfway through. Yeah. So, and and this one keeps going. Like, the, the characters keep going. You don't, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's it it amused me. Yeah, it is it's amusing. It's 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 like whether or not you care I mean, if you start caring about what what would have you know, how it's really going down or how this you know, the reality part of it, I think you you lose some of the appreciation for the humor and the, the sensibility of it, you know? Because mm-hmm. I that's where I felt myself like started sort of making making it or turning my my mind a little bit like oh well because I knew I knew where it was going when you haven't seen it and you're and you're watching it you're like well shit you know like they should run away they should do, like there's any number of things that should that should happen um but I mean <laughs> I mean why 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 get bogged down in in, in reality when you when you got this I mean, it's, it's, it is, like I said, it's real in the high school scenes. And then when it ventures outside of that, it gets a little crazier and, 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 you know, at least it gradually unravels, you know, it doesn't like, you know, things don't fall apart immediately or it, it, it gradually gets worse and worse. I mean, the body count isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, for, <laughs> for a movie about ostensibly about suicides, it, it really doesn't have any actual suicide in it. Yeah. So that's why that's when you start to think, oh, well, is, it, is if you if you were a modern viewer or if you were a kid, like, and you watch this with this, would you think it was just funny and and clever, or would you think, you know, like, oh, this is dumb. There's no, you know, like if you compare it to Pump Up the Volume again, like that deals with suicide, has you know has some jokes along the way, but it's really. It's more about like trying to identify with the people, with the students, the, the teenagers that are in these situations. And this, and this doesn't really go that way. I mean, because there, <laughs> I mean, it's it's clever in that way because it's about suicide, but there are no. It's about fake suicides. You know, I, I also don't think there's a lesson that's supposed to be learned here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. That's not. There's nothing to be learned here. This Except is for, for your entertainment only. Yeah. But I do think he's trying to be deep a little bit. I think, he, you know, he was supposed to, they were supposed to be underlining passages, highlighting passages in uh, A Catcher in the Rye, and they couldn't get rights to that, so they used Moby Dick instead. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know that that's, a, that's something that people underline and then go on shooting sprees or something, you know, and... and so it's like trading on that that weird angst but it's not um it's not it's not totally moralized it's not like it's not saying oh this is bad it's more like well let's just see what happens let's, let's this is nuts what's what you know what else can happen all right somebody else say something <laughs> less nitpicky because i'm i'm i gotta rein it in uh, I was surprised to find out that Betty Finn is Charlie oh, Sheen yeah. and Emilio Estevez's sister. Yeah, Ooh. me too. 
Yeah, it's surprising. A little factoid. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I like how far um, bottled water has, has gone in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Mineral I mean, water. Made some real, yeah. real progress there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke you'd have to explain to the modern viewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that thinking? I remember saying out loud, I'll never pay for bottled water. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it just wasn't a thing when we were kids. It just seems so ridiculous. I don't, I don't either, but. I don't like to, but I mean, I, I'll do it because if I need water and I'm in a gas station, I'm like, oh, water. Okay. Yeah. But like, we don't drink bottled water at home. Right. I mean. <laughs> was it mineral water? I, I think that was it supposed was. to be Perrier, but they couldn't use Perrier. Yeah. Well, they just said mineral water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's dated. Yeah, it's like that line in um, uh, what the hell's um, it's one the Ben Stiller one with Ethan Hawke and Reality uh, Bites. Uh, yeah, Reality Bites when they they they're laughing because they just figured out that Evian is naive backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She's in that too. Yeah. Yeah. You look like a doily. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Hey, did you know that the the director Michael Lehman is a something of a double up because he supervised cameras on the Outsiders? I did not. Look at that. You know, I, I think mean, I remember commenting how well the camera supervision was when we reviewed the Outsiders. <laughs> no doubt, knowing that it would come back around. Mm-hmm. So that's not really second director. It's just like he supervised cameras. <laughs> yeah. Is that what is that what a second? I mean, a second director. What what what, is, what do you think that is? I mean, a second unit director. Second unit. Yeah. That's guy who goes up and picks up like B roll and things like that. Or if it's like a big shoot, um, they'll direct sh- smaller scenes with you know non principal character actors and stuff. Yeah. Or, or like it's I, I, you know, in action movies, sometimes like a second unit director will direct some of the, the big like set pieces, the action scenes. Sometimes, you know, while okay. the main director is working with actors and stuff. I don't know, you know, it's just the second unit director is for when they have a shitload of shots to get through for a film. You know, right? There's just a lot. I know there's a second one on on the Fellowship of the Ring when they have the big battle at the end. Sure, sure. Or that you know, some a second unit director might even just be. Well, no, that's not true. I was going to say it might be another camera, but they'll just... Well, anyway, yeah. I think uh, the big one is like B-roll. You know, if mm. something's supposed to take place in New York and they're not shooting on location, they'll send a, a second unit director to go pick up exteriors, you know. Okay. While they're shooting on a soundstage or whatever. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did find this in in Wikipedia under his career, which the first line is his first job in the film industry was answering phones at Francis Ford Coppola's film company. Mm. <laughs> like, is that really a film job? <laughs> and then it says he supervised cameras. Okay. Oh, that makes more sense. All right. And he went to film school and blah, 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 you know, and, and made a student film called the beaver gets a boner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sounds wholesome. Yeah. Mm-mm, can't get enough of them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well let's talk casting like what what do you guys let's, yeah let's just talk about casting what do you want where do we go 
I mean, I think, you know, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater are perfect. Um, It's interesting sort of reading about, particularly Christian Slater, the JD character. Like I heard, I read the Brad Pitt, you know, audition, but was sort of turned down because he seemed too nice, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Uh, And then, you know, while I was reading, I was like, I realized that Christian Slater and Brad Pitt have been in two movies together. Yeah, which for some reason seems surprising to me. I don't know why. I never really, th- I never really thought about it. Yeah, I mean they're they don't have a lot. They don't share a lot of scenes. Uh, right. You're talking about um, True Romance when. Yeah. They, they True have, Romance and Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. But Interview with the Vampire, they have. Oh, they have wait. more scenes together. Is he interviewing and? In, wait, who's? I think who's Pitt being interviewed? Stat? Oh wait, no, he's not a stat. No, uh, Brad Tom Pitt's Cruz being interviewed, there. right? I think Christian Slater's the interviewer. Interview. Yeah, he is. Okay. And he's interviewing Brad Pitt, right? I believe, or is he? Shit, I think he is. I've seen this. I think he is, yeah. So they have a bunch of scenes together. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's weird uh, to think about them together. Yeah, I was, I forgot. Do you? Uh, there were some other, like, people who auditioned or who were considered uh jed nelson was mentioned which i thought was right right that was the one i was like oh i could see that mm-hmm. i think he's almost a little too good i think christian slater's good because he doesn't seem too threatening or yeah like he like he kind of sneaks up on you he's like oh he's, he also i think so bad. judd nelson might he might be a little too dark without mm-hmm. enough sort of cool yeah yeah you know? Or not as much. I mean, Christian Slater's just like, you know, young Christian Slater's like fucking cool. I was like, oh my God, he's so cool. <laughs> you know. Which I agree with. He was. He is. He's great. Yeah. It's an interesting voice. And there was some, I, I forgot what the. <laughs> well, he's, uh, he says he was doing Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. From Witches of Eastwick or something, you know. Which is what a lot of high school boys try to do, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're dime a dozen. Yeah. I don't recall. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't recall who else was up for anything like Winona Ryder's character. Although I, I did read the thing that said her agent begged her not to do the movie. <laughs> Ruin her career? Yeah. 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 And then later she parted ways with that agent. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Jim Jim Carrey, Judd Nelson, and oh, Jason right. Bateman were Jim all Carrey. considered for the role of JD. Yeah. There I were two I Batemans. Just Oh, and Justine for the Winona Ryder just, character, right? Yeah. 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 And Heather Graham for, for one of the Heathers, but her parents didn't. She was only 17. Her parents thought the movie was too dark. I wonder what they thought of Roller Girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge a bullet. <laughs> you know what? I don't want all that swearing. Yeah. Or Shannon Doherty was, she was had trouble, had trouble with all the swearing as well. And she's and she still uh, can't really say that line. Like, why, why are you pulling my dick? <laughs> <laughs> but she had her mom on set with her, and like I can see, and and the way that they talk about her is like that she was too, she didn't really get it. <laughs> yeah, like she was on her own career path, and she was kind of raring to go, and she didn't really understand this is a black comedy, and she thought it was like a drama, like a teen drama or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> Allegedly. I don't know if that's true. But yeah, then she, what, who, like, Tori Spelling saw her and and said, oh, let's let's put her in something or something. I don't know, yeah. some crossover with this and W. Yeah, that's why I read too, because Aaron Spelling, you know, Tori Spelling's dad produced 90210. And uh, when they were casting, she's the one who brought uh, Shan Doherty to his attention, supposedly. Well, that worked. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that she that she was reading for, or she wanted that other part, and then she's and then and then she sort of embraced it because she really liked Heather Duke was the one that was kicked around. Well, I don't know. She she seems to think that she was she was well, she was timid in the beginning, and by the end she's mega bitch. <laughs> So yeah. she feels like that she had a character arc or something, you know. It's like, okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, you're still a minor character, sort of, but you're the cautionary tale. Like you're the you're the Heather in training. You know, you take play, the place of Heather number one. But I mean, you guys fine, hear, you know? do you guys hear a two year old screaming in the background? I thought I did. I was just yeah, I was imagining it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was. It was like maybe death. Was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Keep us posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just power through it. <laughs> no, it wasn't that loud at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. It was, I mean, and like, I guess Dana Delaney read with Brad Pitt. That was weird because you know she was thirty years old, and a lot of extras were already thirty <laughs> yeah. years old. And oh, and one of the Heather's was like twenty three when they shot it too, right? Yeah. But, Light her matter age Mac to get the role. The, the cheerleader one. Yeah, the one who looks like she's 23. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not, <laughs> yes. not hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somewhere I read that they were, she said, oh, you know, I'm just down the road when they were shooting. And she said, I'm just on the, my boyfriend and I just live down the road. And they're like, oh, your parents left you, let you live with your boyfriend? And she said, well, you guys know I'm 23, right? <laughs> and she said she saw the look of panic on their faces. <laughs> Like, oh, we missed Caster. Oh shit! You know, I don't know what they would thought, but it's not—it's not too bad. I mean, she's tall, but yeah, it's sort of like speaking of nine hundred two and oh, the the woman who played it, Andrea. I mean, yeah, jeez, with the glasses, <laughs> she yeah, looks older than the teachers. You know, yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, well, and um, not Jason Priestley. Uh, Who's the who's the guy with the sideburns? Oh, uh, to play Luke, Dylan, Luke, Luke, Luke Perry. Luke Perry. I mean, he looked thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Totally. Anyway, I uh, did you guys read that Daniel Waters said in an interview he he had come up with what he called a crazy cockamamie Heather's two idea, where Veronica <laughs> became a page for a senator named Heather, played by he wanted it to be Meryl Streep, and it yeah. ended with with Nona Ryder assassinating the president and getting away with it and somehow that's a good thing (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting it's interesting i mean the musical did pretty well apparently i don't know yeah i could see it working as a musical sure why not Uh, what did you guys watch this on uh i don't know. I think I, I think I rented it on Amazon. 
on Prime, I think, maybe. Yeah. So, Tubi does have those stupid repetitive commercials, but they yeah. don't have that many breaks. Yeah, yeah. They show the they same have, commercial over and over, right? Yeah. So basically, I just tune it out or mute it for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I come back. So I, it, but it doesn't have like seven commercial breaks. It has like three or four. So that's not so bad. And Tubi will send us a check for that endorsement. <laughs> so when you when you watch on um, Prime, do you look at their trivia? Oh, you know, I don't. So they have some different stuff. And one of them, I was trying to just find it, um, was. But they said some really weird coincidences happened afterward. So, you know, when they're at the funeral and all the different kids are saying their their inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. And the the one kid says something. He's like, I hope I don't commit suicide. (laughs) That guy actually committed suicide like 14 years later. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then... When Heather's, you know, the the what you have for brain tumor uh, for yeah. breakfast, a brain tumor. Yeah. The the one Heather had a brain tumor. Yeah. yeah. She died in two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Anyway, <laughs> spooky. Yeah. I just think that's a funny line, though. I hope I don't commit suicide. <laughs> it's not up to him. But. Yeah. That is funny. That's a good line. I think it's interesting that people have asked Daniel Waters if he saw a movie called Massacre at Central High, which apparently shares several plot points. Yes. Yes. And has but like it, three bullies and then one person who's not a bully. Yeah. But it, but they're all guys instead of girls. Yeah. That he like said he said he never saw it, but he said he might have read about it in like a book about movies. Yeah. He, think, he thinks maybe it was just banging around somewhere in his brain when he was writing this. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'd I think I'll give him a pass on that one. I think that yeah. that I think if anything, there should be more movies that were similar because he tapped into something that people wanted, which is well, I mean, I think he set out to make a non-John Hughes teen movie. You know, he didn't want he right. wanted, was going against the the grain, which was going that way. You know, all people were either doing John it was John Hughes or John Hughes knockoffs doing team movies which we you know some of them we covered but so he was like i'm gonna do the opposite of that and this was you know this is the way he went at it i guess that's the only thing i i would say is that i i I feel like if it was a little less about death and suicide it could have dug in more deeply and i know when i'm not not deeply in the sense of like it's deep meaning or something but more but like get more into the the fun stuff and and I, I see. I'm talking myself right out of it too because I can't. <laughs> every time I try to fix what I, what I don't like about it, it just it ruins something else. It's like you can't you can't fix it. Maybe the ending. I mean, and I know they had a lot of different endings. Yeah. And I know that their original ending, or one of the original endings, was that the bomb goes off and they just have prom in heaven. And Lame. Martha, Martha Jump Truck is singing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah kind of lame i think lame but also like too too dark in in terms of you know what people want to see they don't want everyone dying i mean <laughs> i mean no one watches this movie and goes oh man if he had just had a few more seconds he could get that bomb off you know like yeah no that's not what we're thinking we're thinking stop him you know get him he's the psycho he is is his do you think this his psychopath dad is 
enough to explain his that and moving around a lot, I guess, and living in out of quickie marts. I mean, is that I think enough? I, I think it is, and I, I'll, I'll only because the the guy who plays his dad is so good. He's scary at, as at hell. Being, yeah, at being creepy, and their yeah. their weird little banter is fucking odd. And that it, alone, it makes right my there, skin crawl. I feel yeah, I feel like that really in a in an extremely subtle and efficient way, sort of explains Christian Slater's character, without having any much of any detail at all. Yeah, like you don't you don't need it. You're just like oh, it, it just somehow it makes sense. You're like okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. And she says <laughs> this like, shit's do weird. You, He's do you fucked actually up. like your father, and she's like I haven't. He said, I haven't spent much time considering this, that subject or something. <laughs> right. So he kind of, you know, he, it's, it's obvious that he's not aware of how much bullshit he's, um, you know, absorbed from that right. situation. And then yeah. especially when you, I forgot that his mom actually died walking into one of his buildings that was right scheduled for demolition. I mean, that's like, that's dark as hell. I mean, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. But he's yeah he's he obviously needs therapy his dad he needs to get away from his dad yeah um, but all that I mean but I, you know yeah no I was curious if 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 but you're right it's the, the it's the it's the dad's performance mm-hmm. that makes it so convincing you're like yeah. oh shit <laughs> maybe it's just like he's I mean because Christian Slater's character is so gleeful about every about all the stuff <laughs> yeah and um i mean i i like that but i but also like why does she i mean i guess again she sort of thinks he's messing around a lot especially in the beginning she's like quit messing just quick you know you're yeah. joking especially mm-hmm. the first one like she, when they kill heather with the drain cleaner you know it's like oh come on and there's like a switcher with the cups and then there's all this stuff mm-hmm. that they you know there's all this chance for him to say oh yeah yeah i'm just yeah i'm just playing you know which is actually pretty believable like people you know joke about morbid stuff that's normal that's not love it (laughs) right but yeah you don't you don't cross that line you don't actually give him the the cup with the drain on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then she says corn nuts That one gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Corn nuts. <laughs> There's a lot of little tidbits in there because you saw the the magazine on her on her glass table that she fell through said uh The Fall of the American Teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and the book that she had there was The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, who yeah. right. killed herself. Indeed. Yeah, and then and then this the song, teenage suicide. Don't do it. You know, it's so on the nose. It's so ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see that. <laughs> I didn't know this one. This uh, this amused me that that Winona Ryder's favorite band at the time was the Replacements, mm-hmm. and so the lead singer's name is Paul Westerberg, which is where <laughs> the high school got the name from. Yeah, do you and, do you buy that though? I don't know. And they also said that JD says "Color Me Impressed," which is one of the title songs from one of their albums. Yeah, yeah. So that's... that was on the IMDb trivia side, I think. And sometimes when you read that, I'm not saying it's right or correct or incorrect. I'm just saying that you see some of those thing, tidbits on there that they're like, they well, they're all user submitted this. too. That's yeah. you know, it's yeah. like Wikipedia basically. 
It, you gotta. Well, there's no way to know. No, it's less than Wikipedia. It's less because <laughs> it's there's no source. There's no person attached to that quote. Wikipedia at least has something attached to each fact or each sentence. Yeah. I'm fairly certain at this point you could make a whole movie where just about every line is a line from another movie. Sure. And then the game would be how many people can recognize how many lines. Hmm. 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 I'd play that. Interesting. I think a lot of people would walk away thinking most impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have to tell people that's from a Star Wars? No. (laughs) We're no longer explaining jokes. We only explain one joke per episode. (laughs) episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, Everything else just flies over the heads. Yeah. (laughs) Unheard. Unrecognized. Like most of the podcast. But if you're listening to this and you were like, wait, what was that reference? And you're not sure, write us. <laughs> yeah. At the film with three brains at gmail.com. Yeah. No one emails I mean, us. Do we oh, write yeah, them, it's been a while. Write them yeah. back? Or do we say thank you or something? I write, I, I wrote um, Bob. Uh, Bob Domelian? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bob Domelian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. It's the least we can do. Yeah. And we acknowledge them, but yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. We reply to all correspondence. <laughs> and there's a very, the very good brains. chance that we were going to mention your comments on, <laughs> yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> we care about our fan. So what's, what's Winona Ryder's best movie? <laughs> I know your pick. Yeah, it's really hard to... I don't know. Her career is interesting. Wait, yeah, are you she... saying it's not Beetlejuice for you? No, it is. Okay. It, I mean, that's the favorite one like, I like to watch over and over. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... A, but her career, you know, she kind of botched it with the shoplifting thing. Yeah, that was you know? pretty weird, right? And, like, now it doesn't seem like people would care. Like, they should probably be more famous, you know? But, I don't know. I think A Girl Interrupted was was uh interesting in the sense of uh it was like this this handoff like the end of winona Ryder and the beginning of uh, angelina jolie <laughs> you know? yeah yeah because you, you what you, you went into that movie thinking oh it's a winona Ryder movie mm-hmm. and you left that movie being like i don't know who this new girl is but she stole the show yeah mm. you know? well wikipedia which i've just plugged um claims that when she starred in Mr. Deeds in 2002, her career declined after that. And she took a break from films and then she came back in 2009. I don't know if that's fair to blame Adam Sandler, but it is odd. Like, I remember seeing her in that movie and I'm like, wait, she didn't have to do this, did she? Why did she do this movie? Yeah. You know, yeah. she's not like a normal, she's not like a friend of Adam Sandler or anything, you know? Mm hmm. I don't know. She's made a nice comeback with uh, Stranger Things, so. Yeah. I mean, she was in Celebrity, but everybody's in Celebrity. Yeah. I think Beetlejuice is her, her like most watchable movie. Maybe followed by Heather's, but I would say Girl Interrupted's probably a. I mean, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty damn good movie. And I really mm-hmm. like reality. Coming from Bites. you, that must mean something. <laughs> <laughs> I like Reality Bites a lot too. I don't remember it that well. Any throat punching or anything in Girl Interrupted? Uh, I think there might be. 
But not so much that it would be a Cohen movie. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. It's just a good movie with good performances. I didn't see The Age of Innocence. That was Martin Scorsese. Nah, not for me. I don't think he's the one to be doing historical romance. Yeah, her. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Alien Resurrection. That was. Uh, that was a weird. Surprising. Yeah. So you hear it in there too. Maybe her branching out just didn't work. Have you guys seen the movie, the more, the more recent movie she did with Keanu Reeves, um, Destination mm-hmm. Wedding? No. That, was, no, that was shockingly good. Really? Yeah, it's huh. good. Okay. I, re- I I recommend it. What is the movie? She's the wife of. Uh, oh, what's that? Oh, Iceman. Iceman. I never it. saw that. It's um. Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Mm, sure. He's just so intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Everywhere, yeah. at least for a long time. Yeah, um, it's good. It's not great. You know, she, she's she's the wife in that. Yeah, there's a lot I, of famous people in that movie. I don't too. think I ever saw it. Oh, it's it, yeah, it's got like Ray Liotta, James Franco, David Schwimmer, Chris mm-hmm. Evans, bunch of bunch of people. You're like all thrown in this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like. Oh, it. and Edward, Edward Scissorhands is really good too, which I haven't seen in ages. Like I've, it's kind of weird how many times I've watched Beetlejuice and not, not Edward's Scissorhands. Well, Beetlejuice is a lot funnier and more watchable, I think, than Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands isn't exactly, it's not really a comedy, you know, it's just, no. it's just weird. Not just right. weird, I just mean it is weird, you know. Oh, it's a, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. There's no songs about bananas, forget it. <laughs> Um, what else is she was in? I mean, she was in Mermaids. I don't really remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, Christian Slater ha- has had a similar sort of career arc. I feel like you know his, yeah. his yeah. youth was dominated by like all these big, not necessarily big, but like well received films where he, he sort of he built like a pretty, pretty great um, filmography, yeah. and then something happened in there, and. uh I don't know. Re- I don't really know. Like, what what happened to him for a while there? He was. Mm. Well, I mean, he went from doing this to like Broken Arrow with John Travolta. Which I feel like Broken happen. Arrow wasn't the misstep, though. No, that was after probably he was. I mean, I think, at that time, it wouldn't make. It wasn't a mistake to do that movie. It was like what he had available to him. Well, maybe. Yeah, it's just I feel like maybe he, after Broken Arrow, I think maybe he. I don't know because he did that. He did a terrible action movie called hard rain and it's just fucking awful. And that's Mm -hmm. after broken arrow. So I feel like broken arrow, maybe he got a taste for action movies. He's like, maybe I want to be an action guy. Yeah. You know? And then he tried, he made hard rain. I mean, very bad things as an action movie, but then he did 3000 miles to Graceland, Mm. you know, which is terrible, which I can't believe I I can (laughs) even say a movie with Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner. And it is terrible, but it is. That's big of you to admit that. <laughs> There's some shit called hard cash and like he did wind talkers with Nicolas Cage and mm. you know, it's yeah, just like, just a and then mind hunters, which is ones. fucking dog shit. You know, it's like, it, it's almost like he just had a series of poor choices that really sunk him for a long time. And then it was just like, 
some TV work and just BC movies until like I guess robot I mean um, Mr. Robot Mr. Robot right? yeah and yeah. I think you could say the similar thing about Winona that I mean she had sort of a varied career and then she brought it back by doing Stranger Things you mm-hmm. know like that's sure. you know I don't I don't know that's we we often talk about these things that as like why did why didn't their careers go the way you think it would or stuff like mm-hmm. that but we forget that these are these decisions that people make are are based on scripts and yeah connections and agents and producers and stuff and mm-hmm. that's that's really not the first thing i mean you first of all you want a, a paycheck you want to keep working but beyond yeah. that like you have to be at a certain level to to be that picky yeah well and also if, there's you know, the 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 age thing too like you can't play like sorry you're too old to play a surly teenager anymore so what are you going to get known for now mm-hmm. you know so i think a lot of people their careers end you know they're able to be the lucky ones that have it do a bunch of little stuff and actually revive at some point mm-hmm. um you know now that they're old enough to play the parent in yeah. these things yeah but that's true you know, so maybe it's just maybe you know it's the rare person who gets to be Johnny Depp and keep making stuff that's watchable all the way through, even though his his full thing isn't completely watchable. But but it's rare. Yeah. Um, but I just learned that he had an uncredited role in Austin Powers as the easily fooled security guard. Was he next to the other guy that was... Oh, I have no memory of that. I got to go back and watch it because I've watched that movie so many times that the fact that he's in there and I haven't recognized that it's him <laughs> seems impossible. <laughs> like, I know every line of that movie. <laughs> so it seems crazy yeah. that I have not looked close enough. Yeah, so. I get you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The easy, was the easily fooled security guard? Is that what you're yes. <laughs> um, well, as long as we're doing obscure stuff like that, I've got a obscure, really obscure double up. Mm. Um, the guy that plays Peter Dawson, his name is Jeremy Applegate. He's the 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 guy that's in the cafeteria all the time. I, I don't I don't know what his relationship is to the Heather's, but he's just like the. You know what I'm talking about? He's kind of got floppy hair. He's a good-looking kid, but he's not. He's oh, like, yeah. Anyway, so he is um, in, <laughs> he has an uncredited role in um, Cable Guy. He's in the oh, yeah? Medieval Times. He's he's on the oh. green team next to, uh, because I, I, I was like, oh, what? I saw, his, I saw his uncredited appearance and I'm like, what? And I looked, I looked up the scene and I'm like, yeah, there he is right next to Matthew Broderick. Okay. He's got a little goatee on and stuff. Anyway. Random That's double up. Hmm. Right on. All right. They don't need to remake this movie. Well, they did. But they don't need to. As a TV show, right? And then they didn't release it, did they? Yeah, I I think it was... Was that the one that was coming out right when the shooting at Stone Douglas High School happened? Yeah, right? And they were like... They shelved it and then it never came out. Yeah, and they were just like, that's... That was 2018, I think, was when it was supposed to come out. Yeah. Is it? Does it exist somewhere? I wonder. Can you find it? I would. I would love to know. 
I just remember reading that it, it was they were worried about its release because of that. Yeah. And I think that's and I probably because that was a big that was I mean there's so many damn shootings it's ridiculous but that was the one that really people sort of paid attention to I mean yeah um so I can see and it hasn't gotten any better since then so I guess what I'm saying is that if that if it wasn't good then if it wasn't the right climate to release it then it didn't get any better yeah <laughs> so it's probably just shelved. I just I looked it up on Real Good. You can you can you can get it. It's available on streamers, Prime, Vudu, mm-hmm. Google Play, Apple TV, iTunes, YouTube. But you know you get to rent it. Is it sitcom? It's a sitcom. No, no, it's not a sitcom. It's just I think totally it's similar. It's just I don't know. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what a weird thing to remake. Like I get, I don't know in any capacity, just like leave that alone. Yeah. Something I'm just, I, I feel like mean girls yeah. was as close as anyone's ever going to get to a, a remake. That's watchable. Right. Yeah. Right. Slightly different take, you know? Yeah. Watchable. All right. Well, what are we doing next? Yeah. Uh, well, before we, I mean, I know what we're doing next, but <laughs> I was just musing on this whole, like, the, his love for Stanley Kubrick. And and it occurred to me, like, wait a minute, he's the screenwriter. How did he have so much influence that he could make the entire cast watch Full Metal Jacket before they started shooting? Like, wait a minute. I mean, I know he can be on set, but, like, you know, did he have that much influence? Like, who is this guy? Well, I mean, mm, isn't that the yeah. director's? Stuff? Well, yeah, I guess stuff, I guess it depends, like how involved a writer is. Depends a lot on the director. Like some directors might want the writer more involved. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, don't I know. mean, he he, in Daniel Waters' mind, he he was trying to do the same, the kind of you know stark sort of uh, not drama, but you know, like the darkness of Full Metal Jacket mixed with this the sort of ironic humor and stuff and. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, I don't think he really realized that's, you know, that's, that's not quite what he did, you know? I know he was going <laughs> yeah. for that, but it didn't quite, he didn't quite hit that level. Yeah. No. So, but you know, good to aspire to something. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, d- I definitely like Heather's. I st- I'd watch it again soon. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yes. No, we've got to watch something else. And I noticed in looking at our track record, we haven't done a 70s movie since last summer, since like what? August. Are you August. serious? Yes. Yeah, wow. Uh, wow. Sam, I think you picked Straight Time. I think that was the last 70s movie. That Dang. So with wow. that in mind, I did an 80s movie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, <laughs> it's 1986. It's mainly a comedy and it's got some big, you know, uh, famous names. And it's got two of the two of the ca- main cast are double ups for us. Um, the director is um, it's kind of a you know a few people listed as directors, so it's I think this multiple. Is Eddie Murphy. It's not Eddie Murphy. Um, what is else it, can I tell you? Is it? Like a, an anthology type movie? 
No, I don't with think multiple directors directing different segments. No, I think that's a coincidence. I, actually, let me tell you the two of the directors, but it might throw you off. The directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two of the ones listed are the Zucker brothers. Oh, is it um, airplane? But they're not the only one. No, that's that would be my first thought, but it's no, not. No, that's like Naked Naked Gun no. time was was somewhere. No, that was after that Naked Gun. It's not a Zucker huge. Brothers. It wasn't like a huge movie. Um, and when I and actually uh, I shouldn't admit this right now, to, but I would I'm not even sure I've se- I've seen it. All. I think I saw a, a different movie, but um, if I tell you anyway, I can't. And it's can't not Kentucky you. Fried movie. It's not that either. No, it's not that silly. Um, oh wait, didn't one of them direct Ghost? Okay, let me tell you the other person. So they got David Zucker and then Jim Abrams and then Jerry Zucker. Yeah, Abrams, Abrams, Zucker, and Zucker. Okay, so is that they is did. that normal? I should, yeah, I yeah, they made okay. airplane they together. Okay. Top they made secret. A, I just think of it's the Zucker brothers. I, I, I didn't know Jim Abrams yeah. was like part of the crew. Yeah. They did, did they do Top Secret? Was that them? I believe I so. so. And did they do the Naked Gun? Was that them or is that someone else? No, that was them. I'm pretty sure. You you guys are. Zeroing in on it, you're almost there. Uh, I'm drawing a blank after that. But it's, yeah, it's not it's not as well known as Airplane or Top Secret even. So, huh. but it's but it's 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 less um, slapstick and um, puns like Airplane. It's more um, real, more I don't want to say realistic, but less less of that stuff. Less puns, more actual plot. Hmm. A little bit. From what I what what little I can what little I know of this movie, I got nothing. I can't think of it. Yeah, I can't. Re- I, I can't All right, I'll get. I'll, let's go into cast. Too. All right. Um, I'll start with um, Bill Pullman. Is a uh, it's his film debut. It's a very very small role, I think, for him. Judge Reinhold is in it, and then the the heavy hitters are Bette Midler, not heavy hitter, but you know, and Judge Reinhold. It seems like an ensemble cast. And Bette Midler. And Danny DeVito. Oh, is that Ruthless People? It is. They made Ruthless People? Wow. Isn't that weird? That's that's kind I of what got me, but I had like, no idea. I looked it up and I was like, wait a minute, that can't be the same people that did Airplane. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. I've seen Ruthless People. I have no memory of it, though. Yeah, I me thought neither. it was a good one to sort of to dig up out of the memory banks here. Hmm. Well... Yeah, Danny DeVito going back to our first movie. Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay, so what I what I thought it was was Outrageous Fortune, which has Bette Midler and <laughs> right. What's her name? <laughs> Is that the lady from Cheers? Yeah. Which? Rhea Perlman. No, the other. No. One. <laughs> um, shoot. Money. Shelley Pitt. Long. Yeah. Shelley yeah. Long. Yes. So I've seen that movie for sure. I'm not sure if I've seen Ruthless People, but uh, it's a comedy. It can't. It can't be that bad. It's a comedy. <laughs> it can't be that bad if it's a comedy. No, none of them are. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, right. we, by the way, we didn't talk about Heather's making almost no money, but I thought it was interesting that the the, the it was scheduled for a wide distribution, and then like New World Pictures or whatever went out of basically went out of business. Yeah. So I think that that had to be why it became a cult film, like because they just didn't get it in enough theaters. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's not like a, not like Heather's was a, a crowd pleaser, but I still, it just fascinates me. It's a 3 million budget only made a million something. Oof. 
box office. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It must have sold a lot more on VHS and yeah. DVD later. Definitely. Wow. So. All right. Well, this. That's is why the... people need us. Yeah. <laughs> why? Because clearly they don't know <laughs> movies to watch. <laughs> Others only makes a million dollars at the theater. Yeah. It's because those studio execs are ruthless people. Oh boy. Which oh. we will watch. All right. Well, this has been our best review yet. It, this has been very. <laughs> so <Yeah>. very. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our Heather's episode. Yes. And remember, people is next. Please join us. In life, don't be a Heather. Be a Veronica. <laughs> what's the what's the op- opposite of greetings and salutations? Uh, what's what's a what's a word for goodbye? Uh, Adioses and goodbyes. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> I believe it's <laughs> that's enough. Movie buff or something like that. That's the film with your brains. It's actually not Marble Madness.